what I do. Translate culture. Make it possible for our culture to continue to have the significance impact on global fashion it has now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to You Have to Wear Something. Wow, 2023 is just about over, and I truly feel like, damn, that went so fast. Maybe it feels faster as you get older, but it has truly flown by, and I am a way behind on these episodes, so sorry for the absence. There are a few reasons for my absence, mostly trying to do too much, um, and while my shop shop gu j-i-y-u please go and take a looky i'm having 40 percent off right now shameless plug um my shop has been busier this year which i'm grateful for um but also like when you have to pack up orders uh it kind of you know trumps me you know running my mouth a little bit um but but i wanted to hop on here before the year ended and also talk about other things that have made me pause. Um, The main thing that made me take a pause when it came to podcasting was the war in Israel. And it's not one that can be easily glazed over or explained. Um, I know that war is not here on American soil, but it does affect um, people who are here. You know, America is made up of immigrants, um, as we all know. Or maybe we don't know, but we are. And, you know, I just wanted to take a pause. Um, you know, it's hard not to ignore all of the footage and um, critical thinking on social media about what is going on over there um, on the Gaza Strip. And I wanted to see how it progressed. I wanted to critically think about the responses to it Um, from America and from different communities, um, Palestinian and Jewish alike. And it just felt weird to simply keep talking about the coolest trends or whatever of 2023 with war in the background. But this is also not a political show. Um, And as a black woman, I admittedly identify with colonized folks uh, for obvious reasons. I don't know. Pick up a history book if you're not sure how black people connect to colonization. Uh, But I do discuss wardrobe in an anthropological way. Um, And, you know, as when I explained how the Make America Great Again is not just any red cap, right? When you see that hat... You know, it carries an agenda with emotion with it. And even though it's just a piece of clothing, it carries a lot. It says a lot. So, you know, let's take a look back. Let's take a look back at 2007 to 2008. I remember a scarf trend on everyone's nets. Um, Close your eyes. Think about it. MIA was peaking at this time. It seemed like all brands were selling many versions of what I now understand to be a kafiye. I think back then it was described as a Middle Eastern inspired um, scarf, um, but even Old Navy, you know, was slanging kafiyes, you know, in 2007, you know, and they came in different colors and everyone had them. He gave no explanation, you know, and as consumers in a capitalist country, we just buy what we like. We don't care where it's made. We're very much removed from the logistics and the supply chain. And we're like, it's a cool scarf. 
These days, everything needs an explanation. They call Gen Z the whistleblower generation, which makes sense since they grew up completely in the information age online. Like I still remember a time before dial-up, you know, running around the streets in Chicago, waiting for the uh, street lights to come on. Like I remember encyclopedias and dictionaries were the resource, you know, libraries, books. But, you know, as a generation overloaded with information, you can't help but use that information. But these days, the kafiye scarf has become a Palestinian national symbol of resistance and solidarity. Historians trace the history of the kafiye to nomadic Bedouin farmers in historic Palestine who used the scarves as protection from the sun and the sand. Bedouins are pastorally nomadic, Arab tribes who have historically inhabited the desert regions. So what is it? What is a kafiye? Typically, a kafiye is either black or white or red and white featuring different patterns throughout and tassels on the edge. Are you getting the visual? I know I'm not doing video yet, but that's coming in 2024 if I I find the time to get it together. I wish I had one here to show y'all, but I'm gonna gonna work on the video portion, I promise. But get a visual, black, white, red, different patterns, tassels. And until the 1920s, kafiyes, also called hatas or shamags, were worn mostly by nomadic Bedouin men in historic Palestine. 19th century kafiyes were made of cotton, silk, and fine wool and incorporating white, black, green, and red threads. All people, whether men or women, wore headdresses in historic Palestine. Villagers and townspeople had different styles of headdress than those of the Bedouins. Bedouin men would fold the kafiye diagonally and secure it to their head using an akal or head rope. And I'm sure you've seen this on sheiks um, or you know members of the royal um, Saudi family. Um, this is just very common in the Middle East. In addition to acting as a visual marker of Bedouin identity, the scarf served as a practical purpose, basically to help protect the wearer from the fierce desert sun and sand. And the patterns woven into each kafiye reflect different aspects of the land of Palestine, such as the olive tree and the fishnet. The red and white kafiye is also sometimes linked to Jordanian nationalism because British commanders used them as part of the uniform for the desert patrol. Um, a Bedouin unit of the Arab Legion. But kafiyes of all colors have been worn by Palestinian activists and resistance fighters. In addition to the traditional style worn on the head, the scarves um, are also worn around the neck and are also worn as a shawl over the shoulders. So what does it mean? What does a kafiyeh mean to Palestinians? For many Palestinians and people of Arab descent around the world, the kafiyeh serves as a crucial link to their culture. For Palestinians, wearing the kafiyeh feels like carrying home on the shoulders. Um, They also describe the scarf as a symbol of resistance and existence. Uh, Many Palestinians say the kafiyeh is like a child's comfort blanket. And similar to the Scottish tartan, the kafiyeh carries a family's history. Kafiyeh also can include tatries or traditional Palestinian embroidery. I remember I did a show on summer dresses and we are all so used to seeing tatries and summer clothes that we forgot their origin, but the kafiyeh combines the two pieces of Palestinian cultural heritage. In addition to symbolizing cultural identity, the kafiyeh has also taken on a political stance. 
like many other garments tied to cultural or religious heritage and nationalism. This traces back to the 1930s, during the Arab revolt between 1936 and 1939, when Palestinians sought to end British occupation and establish their own independent country. Palestinians across social classes and religions wore the black and white kufiyeh to symbolize their solidarity. During the 1960s, there was another resurgence in the kufiyeh as a political symbol, with the scarf worn by men and women, Yasser Arafat, who served for decades as the chairman of the Palestine Liberation Organization, was often pictured wearing the black and white kufiyeh, which further cemented the scarf as a symbol of the Palestinian national struggle. Leila Khaled, a former militant made famous by her role in a 1969 plane hijacking and member of the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine, which is part of the Palestine Liberation Organization, was often pictured wearing a kafiyeh wrapped around her hair and neck in the 1960s and the 1970s. But the black and white kafiyeh could be seen as a sign that people were being ungrateful to Jordan as a host country. The scarf was seen as a symbol of defiance and pan-Arabism and could be controversial due to its ties to Palestinian identity. So let's come into the fold of the present. Kids began to be harassed for wearing a kafiyeh at school. At recent pro-Palestinian protests across the world, organizers have encouraged attendees to wear kafiyehs to show solidarity with the Palestinian people. One protester in France said he was fined 135 euros for wearing a kafiyeh after the country banned all pro-Palestinian protests. Again, France banned all pro-Palestinian protests. Just want to repeat that, just so you know. Love me some Paris, but you know what I'm saying? Um, But wearing the kafiyeh may also expose wearers to anti-Palestinian sentiment or Islamophobia. An attorney for the students shot in Burlington, Vermont, that was this year, said he believed that the three students shot, one in serious condition still, were targeted in part because they wore kafiyehs. And a woman in New York was arrested and charged with a hate crime after she accused a man wearing a kafiyeh of supporting Hamas and attacked him in early November. So it's not... It's not just a scarf, y'all. Not anymore. But can anyone wear a kafiyeh? In addition to serving as a symbol of national identity and resistance, kafiyehs have also made it into the world of mainstream fashion. Um, In one episode of Sex in the City, Carrie Bradshaw sports a tank top mimicking the design of a kafiyeh. And again, both luxury and mainstream retailers have sold kafiyehs as fashion accessories and they divorced it from their history. But stripping the kafiyeh from its original context can be contentious. It's problematic, y'all. In 2021, Louis Vuitton was accused of cultural appropriation when it debuted a $705 kafiyeh stole. The social media backlash forced the luxury brand to pull the item off its website, but Louis Vuitton declined to comment to multiple outlets at the time. They said nothing. Many experts on Palestinian resistance urge wearers of the kafiyehs to do their research about the garment before wearing it. Over the past 10 years, the kafiyeh has become appropriated by the fashion world without cultural attribution to its Palestinian origins. Cultural appropriation leads to cultural erasure, and it is important for those wearing the scarf to educate themselves on its meaning and history today. 
It symbolizes Palestinian solidarity, liberation, and freedom. While non-Palestinians should be careful when wearing the kufiyeh in the traditional style worn by Bedouins, in general, non-Palestinians wearing the garment can show uh, solidarity by wearing this. So let's see if this symbolization symbolism remains over time. Think about what you wear, think about the meaning, think about where it comes from. Now, we're gonna go over 2023 and all of the fashion do's, don'ts, wins, and losses on another show. But until next time, thank you for listening. And by all means, keep the peace.